constructing the clubhouse in three, two. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Constructing the Clubhouse, the world's number one comedy podcast about building a comedy club in Barcelona in the middle of a pandemic. Of course, every week I am your host, Dr. Matthew John Murtha. Joining me is my co-host, the beautiful and talented Johnny Boy Ellis. Hello. I'm going to shuffle over so that uh, I'm more on the camera. Stay in frame, yeah. For the YouTubes. For all of our YouTube uh, viewers out there. <laughs> hey, John, before we get started, I want to I wanna apologize to the nation of Bulgaria for some comments oh, I made yeah. last week. Um, for I, As all of our regular listeners know, I called Bulgaria the armpit of the world. Mm -hmm. That is not accurate. I apologize. Everyone knows that the armpit is actually Moldova. And uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, you know, I think if you think about it, Bulgaria clearly is not the armpit. It's really more like the taint, you know, like, you know, flat, featureless, smells like shit. Uh, really only famous because it lies between two much more popular places. Yeah, it's a barren strip between party centrals. Yeah, so uh, apologies to my Bulgarian friends out there. I never meant any any derision. I never meant to remind you that you live in Bulgaria. It's uh, Yeah, you've been on a bit of a rampage recently, you know. Um, you had We had some racism. I'm uh, doing everything that I can to get myself cancelled. We had a hate crime. Um, yeah, we might... <laughs> We, we have a code of co conduct now as well for the Comedy Clubhouse, uh, which I think you might get pulled up on. Oh, each, every week it's a new... New thing. A new thing. New thing. But uh, not just you, lots of wacky people around. Yeah. Uh, this this past week. I'm not sure Yeah, what your rundown for today's show is, but I, I'd say let's talk about some of the, the more notable events in the past week, and then uh, we can go from there. Yeah, I put a comedy kook house. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> At the start, so so yeah, a few different wacky characters. Who's, uh, who's on your list of freak of the week? Well, uh, there was the smoker downstairs, which is wild. Right, so I missed that one. I left before before Kyla, the security guard, got so, involved. Uh, so yeah, I'll give you a rundown on uh, the smoker, and then I want to hear about the Mooner. Okay. Uh, so Smoker, just an odd dude. He had kind of like a leather jacket on, but then he had like a yellow cardigan on underneath. Um, okay. And he looked a little bit like uh, the bad guy from Cobra Kai, Chris. I don't watch this uh, one. Well, for all the fans. Isn't he Cobra had just Kai kind of, the bad guy? Uh, <laughs> no. Well, Cobra Kai is, is, in fairness, like the gym that's the bad kind of use. like the evil gym or yeah. whatever. Okay. Um. Yeah, well, it gets complicated, but uh, anyway, sort of looked like that guy. A little bit of, just a little odd. And he came in and, you know, when the comedians are all like sort of, or people that are here often were sort of sitting in a circle and he came and kind of forced his way into the circle and was just doing like, hey, what, what about the show? Are you performing? I might heckle. Uh, oh. He did, he kind of had this weird shtick, just a weird feeling. And Kyla like. Is he an older guy? A little bit older, maybe, yeah, mid-40s. Because some guy that night before, he was, like, already out of it. He was like, hey, hey, are you going on stage tonight? I'm like, yeah. no, man, I'm getting out of here. Oh, you got to get on stage. And I reckon it would have been. vibes. I reckon it would have been that guy. And I, like, look, we have a lot of weird people um, that hang out at the comedy clubhouse, including me and Matt. And, <laughs> you know, we love weird. And I, I'll always, when I, I see people like that, try and give them the benefit of the doubt. But um, Kyla picked it early on, was like, this guy's trouble. And then wouldn't been more than five minutes after the show started that someone ran upstairs and was like, yeah, this guy's just lit up a, a joint. 
downstairs and is refusing to leave. He's just like, no, nah, I'm not leaving. Um, so, yeah, I mean, by the time I got down there, me and Javi, like, both rushed down there and yeah. it already sort of stood up and was making his way out the door. So maybe Kyla was the security. I heard Kyla gave him the boot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she would be great yeah. at that sort of thing. She's good at that um, shit. For sure. Um, speaking of people with cur- uh, names, uh, oh, Kyra yeah. <laughs> apparently had a really great time working here as our new sort of security guard slash greeter on Friday and Saturday. Oh, uh, fantastic. Which is cool. And she said, I just like asked her how it went and she, she was like really enthusiastic about it. She's like, I love talking with people. I know what you guys are doing. So it's easy for me to explain what's going on. She said, Harvey is the best manager she's ever had in her life. Uh, across the board, which is great. Really good find. Uh, Present Harvey. company excluded? <laughs> I think probably includes that. Oh, that's another thing we could talk about. I'll put a note for it. Uh, anyway, so that was a good thing. So she's going to work tonight um, and hopefully permanently if we can justify it. Great. Um, yeah. I figure we need, for each person that we hire, we need to you increase the the night minimum by 150 euros yeah it's kind of like that so in order to have a bartender we need to make at least 150 euros on the night Mm -hmm. and then uh in order to have two bartenders we need to be doing at least 300 euros on the night yeah two bartenders and a ticket taker it's got to be a minimum 450 500 euro night so now it's kind of like on saturday we had um you know bart harvey and that's to break even kyra And technically, me and you are both working as well in that situation, obviously not getting paid for it or anything. But there's like five people that are there working. If it's a slow night, it's actually bad for us. We do still kind of want to be making lots of money on the Friday. and lots (laughs) of money. money? All of the days we want to make lots of money. Uh, Any money would be fine. uh, Yeah, so that's just just a a thing. And obviously, we're we're betting on on average that we're going to be making good money. Yeah. I do when we have a 150 night and I'm working. I'm like, ah, that's a great night. That's fine. But when I see like Javi's working and it's a 150 night, I'm like, ah, fuck, that yep. sucks. Um, so yeah, that's exactly kind of just the way it goes. Um, so tell me about the the Muna. Yeah. So let's hear. This was oh, it was so it was Monday night, right? We were hosting the round third round of the Ficker contest, and. Uh, Show gets started downstairs. It's a decent crowd, 30 to 40 maybe in the end. And it's super quiet upstairs. And I'm standing outside on the street having a cigarette. And this troop of like nine Dutch, Swedish, German, whatever people uh, go. It's all dudes. They're all like young 20s. Of course. All wasted. Yeah. And they see me. They're like, hey, you know where we can get some shots? I was like, I'll sell you some shots. They're like, really? I was like, yeah, sure. They're like, how much? I was like, how much do you want to pay? He's like, I don't know how much are your shots. I was like, uh, I'll sell it to you for three euros. They go, oh, three euros a shot? Yeah, okay. It's like, excellent. Come on in. So I come in. I pour them our cheapest rum, right? Yeah. And while I'm pouring out the shots. And you didn't all, do pina colada shots? I did, we didn't have any mixed oh, okay. or else I would have done. Um, There's like some feedback. There oh. it is. Uh, so I, while I'm pouring the shots, they were asking me what's going on. I'm like, yeah, there's a show downstairs. Uh, you don't need to go, but you can see from that little glass 
hole in the floor over there. Like, really? Oh. So I go and I'm back to mixing and I look up and this kid has pulled his pants down and is fully sitting on the window. Yeah. And then he starts like slamming on the window so that people look up. And I'm like, what the f- buddy? Don't do the slamming. We've been recording here and people just like whack on the glass as they, as yeah. they walk past sometimes. The mooning I do kind of get though. I Like it is... <laughs> Pretty much the prime mooning situation, you know? Not that I would do it myself at all, but, like, I yeah. get the drunken temptation to want to do that. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. But what, I, I, What was your attitude? Did you lay down the law at that stage? Yeah, I was, well, I was like, what the fuck, man? Like, yeah. I let you in, I'm giving you a deal on shots, and this is how you repay me. Luckily, you know, that glass is, like, ten inches thick, and I don't think many people noticed. Mm-hmm. I know that one person did because somebody said... Uh, uh, a woman looked up and goes, "Oh, nuts!" <laughs> I guess I guess his balls were apparent. Ah, uh-huh, that's so funny. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so we made him. I think they made him take an extra shot, and then I, I sent them on their way. Cool. Fair enough. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Certain, certainly, you seem to get punished a little bit just for being generally friendly and a little bit of a push-up not yeah. you specifically yeah, yeah. No, but, you but in general uh running a running a business like being hyper assertive and hyper vigilant is like obviously the best way to run a business even though yeah. like vibe wise you want to set like a chilled vibe but it just people push you give them an inch to take a mile exactly i feel like we had another freak of the week this week uh well i've got a couple more that i'll i'll, I'll talk about One's the the um the German ex bartender from Kraft. Oh, he just like Can we he, use names here, Benny Boy. The uh, Benny Boy, Benny Boy. I'm not sure. I like I know the guy, and uh, usually he's he's kind of fine. It can be a little intense. I think that's probably the the general rule is like we're calm, we're relaxed. Uh, anyway, he he sort of got me to go for a walk with him the other night. Uh, I was like, fine, I know the guy, we'll go. He was very, very excited about whatever it was. He took me down the road to try and sneak into a haunted house yeah. that we were not allowed in at all. So, like, he walks through, he's like, come on, come on, like, acting like he knows the guy. I'm like, oh, that's all right, that's kind of cool. And then whoever's working there is like, no, obviously you can't just <laughs> come in for free. It's like 20 euros for each of you. Yeah. So I, like, walked away at that stage. Uh, and then he started wanting to, like, wrestle me. Uh, which I don't really do at all, let alone in the middle of the born. What? Uh, yeah, he put me in an arm, arm lock. Really? Like, like, like he could have broken my arm and yeah. was like, come on, let's fight. I was like, no, I'm not. Please don't break my arm, but also I'm not going to fight uh, now. That's so funny because I heard both sides of that. Or I heard the before and after of that event from his point of view. Because so that it was, I'm pretty sure it was a Friday night. And, you know, I'm hosting Bomb Shelter. And I go outside, and uh, he comes stumbling down. And he'd been partying for, like, two or three days in a row. He mm-hmm. was high as a kite. And he's like, oh, bro, oh, man, oh, man. And he's got that German accent, you know, uh, which I find adorable. But he's like, oh, come, come. I found a very cool bar. Da, da, da. And I'm like, no, dude, I'm, I'm ho- running a show right now. Like, yeah. I'm working. I can't go. He's like, he's, like, trying to, like, stroke my arm and, like, drag me out there. I was like, buddy, I cannot go. He's like, oh, but it's really cool. It's you a know? smart move, by the way. Good decision. Uh, yeah, so I didn't go. And then, uh, you know, I go back to the show for an hour. I come back, and uh, he's there. He's like, what's with your friend, man? 
I was like, who? And he was like, John. He's so lame. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, well, I tried to take him to that place. And okay, they try to make us pay, but whatever. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, you know, John didn't want to go because it was 20 euros. I'm like, of course not. Yeah, yeah. No, and it was, again, it was like I was working kind yeah. of at the time. I at least needed to be around for whatever was going on. So I was like, two minutes, fine. If whatever it is, let's check it out. But it, was, it became obvious that it would be a, a An very long mandate that I was on all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just wasn't, wasn't interested. Very bizarre uh, situation. Um, he was just, he was like, it was so funny because he was like, yeah, I guess I should have paid the first time, but I had such a good time. Like yeah. then it doesn't work. Like it makes, it makes up for it by having such a good time. No, I found it like very overwhelming at the time. It was like super intense and, yeah. uh, also was quite overwhelmed last night. Um, we had great time by the way, catch for laughs and, oh, yeah? uh, Imperfecto was great as well. Uh, so managed to double up. Um, but everyone stuck around for cash for last. Bim did a really good job hosting. Excellent. Had a girl, um, Bim. And then, uh, yeah, afterwards I, I was sitting on, on the sofa chair and, and there was one girl on the couch and Vim was on sort of the other chair that was there. And Richard came to push past me to sit on the other end of the couch. So there was just two people on the couch and he came and, and, and I let him through. He was like, Hey, and he like sat down, put his arm on the side of the couch and said like, Hey, what's up? And she, like, immediately turned around and just, like, laughed at, I guess, the way that we were sitting. And she started, like, mimicking us by kind of, like, lounging out and yeah. being like, oh, look at me taking up all the space. Oh, I've got... She was, like... She wasn't saying it, but it was obvious she was, like, spreading her legs out to be like, oh, look at me and all my balls that I've got and this kind of thing. She's taking you down for the man-spreading, eh? Yeah, so... And it, which is wild, because, like, first of all, she was, like, suggesting that he was kind of aggressively trying to talk to her, which he was not at all... Yeah. It was not the object of him sitting down at all. It was to have a chat with me after the show... <laughs> For sure. He didn't sit in, a, like, a weird way at all. And there was, like, only two people on this massive couch. So it just it came completely out of nowhere. Um, and I thought that it was just, like, this, like, hyper-feminist thing that sometimes you get where it's, yeah. like, you, you're you doing one tiny the thing and they're assuming that it's, like, yeah. another example of all of the things that everyone does all the time. So, So I thought maybe there was something like that. Uh, but then she just, like, she just focused on it so much. She started talking about, like, how masculine we were and who the most masculine was between us. Uh, so I just sort of had to say, look, I don't know where this came from. I don't know who you are. Fuck you, you have Johnny no boy. idea who, who we are. Uh, the life of Johnny, Johnny Boy Alice. I'm just sitting here minding my own business, and this woman comes up and is like, "Oh, you're so masculine, God!" I wasn't take your actually the most masculine away. one in this situation. It was uh, Richard came out on top of oh, yeah. the uh, the masculinity contest, uh, but don't think she was the biggest judge of things. That's amazing. Um, so your just your your presence threatened her with all all of your masculine energy. Yeah, it seemed like she was threatened, or it seemed like she was uh, just upset at, at kind of the world or something and, mm. and was taking it out on on uh, us. But then she kind of like, so we just, just ignored her and started our own conversation and then she quickly changed the, the tone of how she was talking yeah. to like be more incorporated. She ended up uh, being a bit more of like a hippie 
type vibe. So it wasn't just like the hyper feminist thing. It was like she thought she could read palms and oh, an so, energy person. Yeah, she she spent fifteen minutes uh, trying to read my palm. It was like the last. She was like, "I'm going to go," but just before, let me tell you what's wrong with you. Uh, Do you think this is maybe a, a bizarre form of flirting? I. She wanted. Listen to that deep consideration. Well, she so she wanted um, attention well, for sure, um, but I, I actually think it was uh, that she was a bit of like a, it was like a jilted lover type situation. I think her ex or someone she liked was there, oh. so we were being used as like a foil for some, some uh, stress up. Yeah. Anyway, um, just. Again, just like very, very intense energy to be to be bringing. Um, people care a lot. People care a lot. People care deeply. It's and nice. Johnny Boy's got to spread his legs. He's got to let his. Uh... Got big balls. What can I say? <laughs> um, no. Yeah. Uh, just for the record, uh, it's all Richard's fault. Um, who hopefully will be joining us this afternoon for some board games. He is going to come play board games. World's maybe. number one new podcast. Maybe we'll touch on it with him. He probably has a has a crisper, clearer memory of all the bizarreness. I, I've blocked it out a little bit. Yeah. Um, what else did we have on this week? We did some big changes on Wednesday. We had typical adult behavior that night. I could have sworn we had some more freaks, though. Um. Well... <laughs> We'll keep updating with any any Speaking strange of freaks, people. I, I want to give a shout out to our number one listener, Miss Marnie Manning. Oh yeah, she listened. That's yeah. cool. She's on tour in the U.S., I believe, right now, and uh, she, uh, she texted just with some reference from our our last podcast. Oh, cool! It's nice. Somebody, uh, oh, Bart did actually. He he I, said uh, teamwork makes the dream work, uh, which is what I call the last podcast. So it's nice. Ah. We do do individual shout outs to everybody that listens <laughs> to uh, each of our four listeners at any stage. Yeah. No, we've been averaging like a hundred listens an episode, really, um, so far. Not this last couple because we've had such a big break, but it's um, All right. pretty popular, wow. actually. And that's only on the podcasting platforms. You wait till YouTube kicks off. Hell uh, yeah! And it's gonna be wild. Effing yeah. Um, how's your uh, mood been today? Because yesterday you I was quit. Still cranky. You yeah. Quit. yeah. <laughs> you, you spit the dummy oh, and and, and quit had, the world. I had yeah. Yesterday was a rough day. Uh, my my Bulgarian friend suggested I not come to Bulgaria. Right, uh, but, but I think I've I, th- I think I've gotten past that. Okay, I think I think I'm going back to Bulgaria. I should say. Oh, you think you've? Yeah. Did you? Because because initially she was upset because you said the the mildly r- racist thing, which I think is actually unfair because what Matt was actually doing for anyone listening is he's using a, a story hook, which is you sort of tell the end of the story to get people to be like, oh, I want to listen now. Uh, and it was just that the story hook he used yeah. was that Bulgaria is the armpit of the of the world. All my reasons for hating Bulgaria can be laid at the feet of one terrible night manager of a terrible hotel in Sofia. Right. Bulgaria. Exactly. But, but then no. she was upset because then you went back on your words. Yeah, yeah. I tried to pretend like I didn't say it. And she's like, oh, you don't even have the conviction of your words. And I was like, what the fuck? So, uh, fortunately, she's not going to, she says she's never going to listen to this podcast again. So... We're down to three, three listeners. Shedding okay. listeners. We also give specialized shout outs when you stop listening to, to the a, podcast. To our haters so. as well. Um, yeah, what else? Oh, I had like three different people cancel on my, my tonight's show yesterday. 
Oh yeah. Frustrating ways. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, some other bullshit and it's just bullshit, you know, but mm-hmm. I said, you know what? I don't want to host cash for laughs tonight and I don't want to do imperfecto. I'm going to stay at home and fair enough. Did I? Oh, I watched that Andor show. Oh, the new Star Wars one? Yeah. Good? I heard it was good, I think. It's surprising. There's not a single fucking Jedi in the thing, and it's still very watchable. It's enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. That's where I heard that it was good. Okay, <laughs> I was yeah, like, who but... told me that was good? I heard Matt say that Matt. before already. That's cool. Yeah. Um, good, yeah. Good to have breaks. Um, yeah. Home... It's not a lot of work, really. Here? Here. No, it's not. It's not. We do complain about it. I think if we complain about it to make it seem like more, but it's not. What's weird for me is that I'm still at the stress levels of working all day and then working another day at night. Mm-hmm. But I actually, like, I haven't had editing, like, real editing work for two or three weeks now. So, like, during the day, actually, I'm not doing very much. Yeah. But I'm still stressed and pissed at, at the world. Yeah, I find with the clubhouse that there's, like, lots of things to worry about and... and that actually the better it goes, that the more people that come, the more things there are to worry about um, yeah. overall. Like, last week's episode was was obviously very exciting. We were on a bit of a bit of a buzz because we saw the numbers going up and stuff. What I neglected to mention is that the expense numbers have also been going <laughs> up, right? So we were projected to do 12,000 in drink sales this month, which I think we'll probably fall short of because this week's been a little quiet. Yeah. Um. But then the expenses is still like 11,500 euros yeah. without, you know, paying ourselves anything or whatever. So, yeah, it's it's kind so of... So you're welcome, Barcelona comedy scene. Uh, no, I mean, we... That's that, we that's get... my that's my feeling. That's why I'm in a, a bat. I'm like so resentful right now. Yeah, it can happen. Yeah. We get the big cookie at the end, though. That's the... Uh... What's that? Like we, we take the risk and worry that it'll all go wrong. But uh, if it goes right, then it's it's good for us. Yeah, and it is going right. It's going right. It's going yeah, super well. Um, yeah, certainly never like planned on doing this as a job. But here we are. Here we, are. we fixed some stuff. Should we talk about that? Yeah, we had new, a big day on Wednesday. New curtain, new stage clock. New uh, notice keep board. The, get the curtain rod for downstairs. New curtain for downstairs that will be up once Matt gets a rod. Yeah. Um, painted. Painted. Turns out the whole clubhouse is made out of paper mache. Oh my goodness. Uh, the second you try and paint any of the walls, even if you like sand it down and scrape it down and everything, the second you try and paint the walls, it just like peels off the old paint in clumps and then like repastes it back on the same wall in like a weird lumpy fashion. So I, I spent most of the afternoon painting different rooms and I think one part looks better and then like the green room door looks way worse now. Yeah. Um, yeah it's, for it's... sure. I very much wasted time and money in order to make uh, the whole green room door, green room outside area look like trash um, yeah that day was a little disappointing in the end right because we did a lot of work and there's just very little to show for it yeah we because we emptied out the office entirely so yeah. so a lot of it's just like getting all the stuff out and then putting all the stuff back in right um so we did make space like uh, storage more efficient but 
only for a few more barrels of beer, really. Yeah. Probably five more barrels of beer we can now store in the office. Which is good. Like, we are spaces at a premium. but It looks way better in the office. It looks a lot better in the office. And, and it's good that, like, Javi's organized it himself and he kind of knows where everything is. So. Yeah. He's really done a great job of, like, taking taking control and being like, yo, this is... Yeah, yeah. He'll tell people off. He'll tell me off. Yeah. We're doing a new system where I now pay for drinks at the clubhouse. Well, everyone sort of does, I guess. Um, so I'm getting him to keep a tab for me and, and I'm paying it at the end of the night. So he's, I tried to get away last night without, without paying really? him. He stopped me. He was like, oh, oh shit. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a mean boss. Uh, but that's, uh, that's what we need. Yeah, um, he really has put things in order. And lots of praise from lots of people about him. Like uh, Harris was saying, like, yeah, he found a good one. Uh, Javi, sorry, sorry, Chavi. Oh, he brought his family in on Monday. Uh, he brought his sister by and a few friends. Mm-hmm. They were all super lovely. Yeah, that's cool. He he kind of he gets gets the vibe. Yeah, I think. Which is well, cool. and uh, it was cool because he said afterwards, like, I don't know if it was his, his sister or one of his friends from London, but they pulled him aside and be like, "Yo, now I understand why you're so happy working here." I was like, "Yeah, yeah." That's the advantage of creating a. Um, positive friendly vibe yeah for sure um do we want to talk about the clubbies oh uh let's see is there anything left on our our list of improvements things that we did got more glasses in yeah um hung curtains we're gonna have a notice board did you try the wireless mics last night i tried the wireless mics they work fine i didn't try we didn't have them for the show last night but i just tested them yeah um the water pump is the biggest waste of money. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I just, I got ahead of myself and I was like, we're, we're going, it's 2022. We're, we're in the future. I'm going to get technological stuff and it's going to be the best. And, and so I got like an electronic water pump for that we can put on top of the water bottles and the water bottles we have are too small. So you have to kind of like pull the pump up out of the water bottle before it'll even work. And then when you're holding it up in the air, it's really, really slow and uh, I kind of knew at the time, I was like, wouldn't it be cool if this worked and was great, but I definitely should have just gotten one of the hand pump things. Or let's get one of those spigots, put the bottle on its side, and then yeah, just twist the knob or whatever. Seems like we should move to bigger water bottles. Well, we could do the office cooler. We could. Yeah. Although I really do think, especially for like Spanish shows, stuff like that, people come in, they see an office water cooler in the corner and they go, oh, I guess it's just free water that we can drink for free. Don't need to have a beer anymore because why would I have a beer? I think we should still have that on offer. I understand that it does set up the poor incentive, but... I mean, maybe we'd like cover it in a sheet in the evenings. I mean, we do want it it during the day because we do want to sort of create a cool... Officey yeah. vibe, um, so yeah, I can sort that out. Um, right. Yeah, I don't think there's there's much more in the way of improvements. We'll have well, to have another. We'll have to organize downstairs and stuff. Yeah, so we'll get. We'll have to make the new sign for the stage. Yeah, um, we'll hire a an editor, someone who knows words. Yeah, someone that can spell. <laughs> Well, you write the sign, and then we'll get Hannah or someone to proofread it real quick yeah. before it before it goes to print. What if we uh, we just put a big red X on the extra E downstairs? 
Would, I like would it. that satisfy the people? <laughs> I think I think it would be perfect. Um, so yeah. Anyway, I might get that done on Etsy. I think you can get it done kind of cheap, maybe for a couple of hundred. I could paint it myself. Yeah. Honestly, if if you wanted, if we found the right wood, and like did it neatly, we could just do it ourselves. Yeah. I, I think it would be fine. I mean, the the graphic design logo that we have is kind of like a rustic looking bit of recycled wood anyway. So yeah. Um, and it's part of the charm. Part of the charm of the clubhouse is is that it has this like do it yourself vibe, but like if a fourteen year old did it. Yeah. That's, a, that's the theme. Uh, yeah, it's been kind of a relaxing week, or I, I've felt like it's been a bit, it's just like everything's slowed down here a little bit, you yeah. know, like last night was oh quiet here. It absolutely uh, slowed down mm-hmm. it's from probably like Saturday on, because this whole, the last, what, what, like three weeks have been super intense just because we've been super busy. A lot of, like each each night seemed to have like a 50 or 60 seater show and... Yeah. And things on top of that. I wonder if it's, we'll see how tonight goes, but I wonder if it's like end of the month vibes. Should be. Honestly, I, I'm kind of expecting it to be quiet tonight. Yeah. Please. Yeah, we'd only sold like five in oh, advance good. for Bomb Shelter. All right. But that's, you know, we'll still sell 20 or 30 at the door, I'd say. Yeah. What was it? Um, I think for typical adult behavior on, on Wednesday... We had like four pre-sales and I was like, oh, this is going to suck. And then probably 20 walk-up sales. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. All right. You want to talk about the clubbies? I want to talk about the clubbies. The first annual Clubhouse Awards ceremony. Uh, We do have quite a few ceremonies here for a comedy club. Up to 10 now. Oh, nice. Nice, nice, nice. Um, and actually, the Philip Kostelecki show is selling pretty well as well. He was on 15 last time I checked. Oh, hey, uh, just a piece of Clubhouse business while we're at it. Your friend, the Improver. Yeah. So have you booked that for Friday? Does he want a Thursday at 9 o'clock spot? Oh, the thing is, his friend is coming in from out of town, so I think he's coming for the weekend. Okay. Yeah. Why? Well, because we have um, watched this space Nine o'clock is supposed to be an improv showcase time slot. Okay, you mean like a weekly slot for him? Or, uh, I don't know about weekly, but certainly monthly. It's just, we were looking, so just to give the listeners uh, the background, uh, John's friends with a professional improver from London who's got a great show up there at Angel, or? Uh, he's He started doing Backyard when it first began, and then he was going over to perform at the stand uh, recently luke manning right luke manning yeah and um yeah an old lukey boy was looking to come perform in barcelona we're like oh let's give him a spot this or that but i was just thinking like if he's coming to town let's try to get him on tab and then on totally totally well he lives in barcelona right so it's it's he'll fly over to london to do improv shows Uh, from time to time but i met him on the cruise ship Really? Um, yeah, that's how we know. Uh, he he had been by to our Limerick location. Yeah, yeah. He knew he knew Limerick. He knew you actually. Yeah. Um, so yeah, super excited for that show. I gotta t- I gotta say that's how it like clicked to me that Hannah's doing a really really good job, or that that people are very very yeah. excited to book shows on here because 
Luke messaged me. He was like, look, is there anything we can do? I'd love to do a show. My friend's coming to town. Loads of people want to see me. And I was like, yeah, we're going to find you something great. Like start of December. And we start looking through the, the calendar. He's like two weekends, pretty flexible timing wise. And I'm just throwing out the worst suggestions for him. I'm like, what about about like two o'clock on a Friday (laughs) afternoon, you know, Uh, and genuinely like wanting to give him the best spot I can, but kind of being like, that's, that's all we have. You know? Yeah. I had that. I had the same thing with, uh, Devaron, mm-hmm. right? Cause he's like, Oh, can I, can I set up a show and do my 30? I was like, of course uh, yeah. we, we'll find you a spot. What, how hard can it be? And yeah, I told Hannah, she's like, uh, it's pretty much all booked. And I was like, no way. Come on. There's gotta be like a 11 o'clock spot or something. Yeah, it's booked. eight on a Friday and nope. Yeah. We had to uh, turn down a relatively well-known comedian from doing their, their solo show. Presumably they wanted like a, you know, a nine o'clock or a 10.30 slot on a Friday or a Saturday. But yeah, um, yeah. if you want to perform at the clubhouse, uh, get in line. <laughs> Basically is the message. Sign up for spots. That's the your best uh, way to perform here, I guess. Yeah, there's a huge, there's a huge bias in the Barcelona comedy scene towards comedians that... Um, plan their lives in advance or like have have hold on no this is this is a new piece of johnny boy ideology that he's he's i think that we should have more stand-up comedy shows in barcelona where you can just rock up and perform when you arrive uh like show up go up i think it's the best show in town Um, or shit mike or shitty mike or shitty mike has like two spots i think you can walk in no the whole thing is a walk oh really yeah or Shitty Mike, also a very... Uh, it's two spots show. that are, like, featured. Oh, okay. I'm I got pretty it. sure. Uh, anyway, I think we were talking last night about, like, whether there's a little bit of a, like, a... Um... See, John thinks that the, the scene is biased towards people that are organized and planning because you sign up for spots a month or two in advance and then, you know, the whole schedule is booked. And then there's there our free spirits who uh, live by the seat of their pants... And they want to come in, come into town and do a spot or whatever. And then they see, oh, no, everything's already booked. There's nothing for them. I think, actually, that some of the best performers might be the people that are, that are disorganized in their admin life. They haven't, like, wasted a good portion of their life learning how to do calendars properly. So they've probably spent more time focusing on how to be a good performer, you know? Um I think because we were talking last week about how whether there's an advantage or whether we whether there's, there's like an exclusion that happens based on who the showrunner knows and who their friends are and stuff. That definitely happens. Definitely happens. But by far the biggest advantage you can have is not being friends with the showrunners. It's being like organized in advance and like messaging often. And yeah, it's usually better if the showrunner doesn't know who you are <laughs> or has seen your comedy before. Because they'll give the benefit of the doubt to, like, a newbie. Totally. Or, like, somebody new to the city. But if they know that you do racist jokes... Because, you know, we've, we've got a couple performers here in the city that uh, they're, they're finding their way. And they've tried some difficult topics, and it hasn't worked out. And now they find that, really, the only mics they can do are a shitty mic. Yeah, that's a little too bad. And show up, go up. Uh-huh. Especially in the case of... And that's, of... that's citywide, you know? Yeah. Imperfecto now is is heavily curated. Um, He's calling it a fresh material mic. Atomic is no longer, or at least is still on hiatus. Oh, okay. Someone else is doing something in Paraguas. Yeah, but that's on Thursdays. It's mm-hmm. called Lights Out, I think. 
It's ran by Jamie Lerner. Yeah. Uh, Uranus, only taking heavy hitters. That's a great line, by the way. <laughs> uh, Uranus is only taking the big ones. And what other mics are there? Anyway, we'll take whoever, Mint. right? Give us your homeless. Give us your weak. Give us your, I don't know, Statue of Liberty thing. So this this new mic in Pueblo New on Wednesdays. At the by... new Imperfecto? No. I may, maybe it is. I don't know where it's at, actually. Gemma and uh, Kate, their show. Katie. They might, they might be taking more fresh I think there's apps. stuff. I really think there's, there's, there's stuff that's cropping up. It feels like every week there's a new thing that, that, yeah. that comes along. Well, I mean, you know, as always, Barcelona is a vibrant and dynamic scene. But there's, there's just a couple of our, our performers who are struggling to find spots elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah, that's too bad. And I just would would love if our other showrunners, you know, had just one carve out one spot for a bad comedian, and then you know. Yeah, I think there has been a debate recently as like if, if Imperfecto can be counted as an as an open mic or, or whether it should be sort of labeled something different. I think yeah. Andy can call it whatever he wants, but I do love what hush hush used to do which is that like five minute slot every week that is for kind of a new comedian or is like you can set expectations and and the show can be as good or maybe even better if 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 you do that yeah for bomb shelter i usually i know that i can i can handle two new performers we're nothing on this podcast if not honest yeah like with with that show and I, you know, maybe I'm overconfident, but in me hosting, I know that I can, we can float some bad performers. We can float some shit that doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And it only just show, it only like highlights how good the other comedians are going to do. Like it doesn't hurt the show at all. Um, We did. And I like that. And I like the idea of giving these people like a shot on the big state, you know, like fucking performing to 60 people. It's a thrill. I mean, we did get just a treat when we were coming up right like the fact that we were able to go to craft every single wednesday and like bomb our socks off and know that like the next week there was only like four people that would do that show at the time so you just every week we'd go and you'd get drinks you'd get paid for it um you'd You'd get get paid decently for hosting you'd have a fresh crowd often quite a bad crowd um but yeah just having the freedom to do that and like big bang bar and all of that you know yeah so there's not the same well there's just there's more people now competing over the 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 stage time that that is available well and it must be tough to be starting right now because we have a lot of great comics yeah you know and it's yeah without these uh bad shows to go and be bad at it's hard to get your reps in. Yeah, maybe we should see if we can pull off a bad show at the Comedy Clubhouse. Do you think it would even be possible at this stage? You know, we've tried. I feel like we've tried, and yeah. uh, every show comes out great. It's literally, like, when I came up with the idea for Show Up, Go Up, it was based on the, the when I started comedy in Chicago, these nights where 20 comedians would go up, they'd all write their name down on a list, and you'd wait around, and you'd perform three minutes of comedy in front of all the other comedians that were there, and no audience would ever come, and... That's all I did, and and that's what I planned on it being. And people do really seem to love 
the the very Raw. laid back vibe of the whole yeah. thing. It's just well, Shitty Mike had works on the same principle, mm-hmm. and it was the same thing. Uh, Jamie was like, "No, you know, in New York we have these mics and they suck, but like it's it's a good thing, and it's now one of our top shows." Yeah, um... you know it's interesting because we I was I met with uh, the people who watched this space yesterday, and if you guys don't know watch this space, it's an improv jam. They, it's a nice community. It's the one place where anybody can go and do improv. You don't need to have taken classes. You don't need to have passed an audition mm-hmm. or this or that, and so it's good for that. But the organizers, uh, but it's a rough show. It's not. I'll just say it's not very well hosted or produced. It's. Everybody shows up and they're like, oh, what game are we playing? Oh, let's play the Dutch oven or whatever they call it. And then they play the game. It's my favorite. And then uh, I think it stinks. And then they, uh, you know, they try to um, figure out what the, what's the rule again? Oh, yeah, this or that. And so last night I met with them. I told them that, hey, we're going to move your show to Wednesdays and I would like to see it run better. And they're like, well, hey, but, you know, this thing started as just like an alternative to the, the corporate system that is big improv or, you know, typical, really, improv in general. It's always like class-based or whatever. And they're like, you know, it's supposed to be a loose, informal affair. It's supposed to be welcoming, you know, so that people who don't know how to be on stage can get on stage. And I was trying to explain, like, yeah, you can have it be loose, but still run tightly. Like it, And it's... Yes, that's where you started, but now you need to step it up. I mean, For sure. like Bomb Shelter, the reason why I always loved it was that same. It's low, low production. Like I could just rock up and like, you know, crowd will be the crowd, but like it'll be a good show. And Yeah, it's just a simple man with a microphone. So it can be like yeah. simple and like low produced in that way, but. There's certain organizational things that just make a show run better for everyone. There's yeah. like a show... I don't know, just having clear instructions works for all the people. I think, you know, what it, the thing is the audience needs to know that there's a plan and there's like a direction. Mm. They need to feel safe, I guess, in that way. And that's all, that's all you need. Like you don't, uh, you know, I had suggested writing all the games down on index cards and with their rules or whatever. So you could just whip one out and the, and somebody was like, oh, are you saying that this needs to be scripted? It's like not scripted, but just prepared for, you know? Yeah, so you, have a couple of notes. Yeah, it's it's not it's not it's not hard, but it's it's funny because you know you or for me what it was funny about it is just seeing pure development, like being like, oh yeah, I remember when mm-hmm. shows were a mess and I had no idea what I'm doing, and that you know now, and Bomb Shelter is still kind of ran from the hip, but with a structured you know yeah structure in a structured way, so. I guess that's all just a long way of saying that uh, there is development and I'm trying to push some other people through the mm-hmm. pipeline now. It's, I was talking with uh, Tamara about this when we had lunch the other day. Um, ah. <laughs> ah. And he was saying what he loves about the Barcelona scene, and I think he's he's spot on, is that it's, it, it uh, leans more towards the creative side than in his opinion, Berlin does, which is much more sort of financially focused. Everybody that's running a show is running a show to make money from it. Yeah. Uh, which I think that sort of the creative side of things, and he gave the specific reference of Andy Casper, who is, is who does just focus mostly on the creative stuff, right? Um, and, and that's a good place to start. 
but you do need the business side of things for it to keep going long term. Yeah. There has to be like a financial upside or a reason to keep doing it. Like people coming to the show and paying money to see the show is is the petrol that you pour into the creative engine that keeps the creative engine going, uh, in my opinion. Um, so. Yeah. Well, you know, it's so on the improv thing, side of things, I've noticed that they none of them expect to get paid ever for anything. And it Great. actually doesn't seem to be like an incentive at all. So, you know, I let I let typical adult behavior perform on um, on Comedy Bomb Shelter. And then when I go to pay them, they're like, oh, really? Here, why don't you run, unlock the yep. door, and I'll make a few no- announcements. Ladies and gentlemen, of course, if you're listening today, uh, be sure to come out and check out Comedy Bomb Shelter. That's right. Barcelona's longest-running stand-up comedy show, and dare I say, best, every Friday night at 10 o'clock at the Comedy Clubhouse. Be sure to also check out our new open mic, Sunday nights. It's called Fat Goose Comedy. It's an open mic ran by Darren Cullen, Ewan, and uh, is a great time. And now, welcome back, John Ellis. Thanks. Thanks, Matt. Um, we'll leave Noah outside for now, right? We'll, we'll just wrap up this, and then he's going to play board games at the clubhouse with us. Oh, sure. God, it's, uh, it's late. Okay. Yeah, so... Man, the time really flies. So, yeah, I'll, we'll have to come back to that improv versus stand-up free... The, the reason why I was bringing it up, though, is that the improvers really perform for themselves, and then stand-ups are performing for the audience. Yeah, that's kind of a critical difference between uh, improv and stand-up. I, improv, least... improv makes money as a industry, let's say, from improv classes from and, people that want to do improv gigs, and yeah. corporate gigs. Corporate, um, like, team-building trainings and, yeah. and, and stuff like that. Um, cool. Cool. We touch quickly on the clubbies. We anyway, yeah, we haven't I gotten have, to it. I've, I've been making you avoid that. Sorry. Um, I am very excited to announce the first annual Clubhouse Awards ceremony, uh, which we're going to do on the thirty first of uh, December, and it's going to be very, very exclusive. It'll be invite only, but hopefully, we'll be able to invite at least all the people that listen to this podcast. Um, Certainly all the comedians in town, I'd love it if they were there. And we're going to buy trophies, get some cute little comedy trophies, and uh, nominate people for different prizes. So I'm taking nominations from anyone to anyone for any reason at all. So yeah. um, Think of your favorite category, like uh, best comedian named Matt, uh, which is I'm certainly going to nominate myself for. Yeah, worst clubhouse bartender. Uh, Ooh. Tough competition. Yeah. Neck and neck, me yeah. and you. Uh, Can we give it to Carlos? Oh, well, he has been a pretty bad bartender recently. Yep. He um, hasn't shown up in months. Yeah. Anyway, I think okay. that is uh, that it's going to be a really fun uh, way to do New Year's. There's kind of two ways to play it, right? There's, like, most places just try and make as much money out of New Year's as possible. So one thing we could do is just do, like... 50 euros ahead, drink all you want, and we make, you know, 3,000 euros that night or whatever. I wonder how many, how, I wonder what the price you would have to put for, to make sure that you're in a profit and nobody drinks you under. Oh, for probably 20 euros. 50. You, well, you, people do put it at like 50 or 80 or 100 for New Year's, right? Anyway. Because um, it's so overcrowded. But we're not going to do that? I don't think so. No. 
I don't think so. I think I think now we're uh, focused on building brand and community, and we I, I love the place that you know Mila and Irene were just having like a meeting here yesterday, for example, and I, I think that's cool. I love it. The clubhouse being the place that people think of to to meet, to do, to be. Uh, together and all things comedy so we're just gonna try and do something nice try and do something cool um for the people that want to be cool and and hang out hell yeah constructing the clubhouse yeah good episode absolutely wrap it up so ladies and gentlemen this has been constructing the clubhouse thank you for listening be sure to tune back in next week and our regular scheduled time i've been dr matthew mirtha i've been john ellis Thank you and good night.